Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All righty. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the PHNX Rising podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. Happy Thursday. Mm-hmm. Appreciate those of you joining us. Yeah, we got a little NFL football, but no, here's the real, Wrong football. real footy. Here's the real footy here. Wrong football. Yeah, I'm Max, joined by Owen, disgruntled Emma behind the Mac, already getting astray. Stat like a Reese, observing onward. How we doing, Owen? Yeah, it's uh, Thursday. I, yeah. Would you like to elaborate any further? It's Thursday. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we... Uh, yeah, and there's a, there's a game on Saturday. Uh, nothing gets past you, my friend. No, no, it, no, does, it does not. No, it does, it does not. Oh, boy, it does not. Well, we have a good show for you. Uh, right? Rising, taking on... <laughs> damn. Send me in the chat. Damn, I went. Rising, taking on FC Tulsa on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, right, and we kind of put in the thumbnail, and there's multiple ways we can go with this, but... Let's start with this team, yes. right? Nine points. Yes. Eight eight days. Yes. We, three, we've said this, matches. Max. Yes. We're now going into an away match. Yes. Against a team. Yes. Not as good as Rising. Correct. But there is a lot of familiarity on both sides. Very true. Do you believe that gives Rising the advantage or disadvantage? Oh, we're hitting on this already. Wow. Well, let's there actually, we you know what? If we're going to do that... Let's actually talk about who the, the familiar faces are on either That's, side. Th- this is me queuing you up for that, Thank buddy. you, Max. Wow, there we go. Don't we work well together? Um, but as you look at, at Rising now, yes, there's only one face on there now at the moment, Gabby Torres, uh, who was with FC Tulsa until joining Rising late last season. Mm-hmm. However, of course, if JJ Williams had stuck around, he was originally traded yeah. to Phoenix Rising last year for who? Marcus Epps, Marcus Epps, who is now on eight goals this season with FC Tulsa. He's doing so off of an XG of only around four points something there. Um, so he's got four assists on the season. He is definitely getting it done there as a decent option for them um, and, and a decent attacking option for them. Of course, he's playing there behind as well. You've got Blair Coach. Uh, Blair Garvin. <laughs> Just merging the words in my head. Head coach, Blair Garvin. What a Thursday. What a Thursday. What a Thursday. Uh, head coach Blair Gavin, a former Phoenix Rising player, um, actually back in the Arizona United days as well. 2016-17, uh, he played here 
in Phoenix, originally yeah. from Paradise Valley. Uh, and he ended up making the move across. He's also Colin Fernandez as well, actually. Yeah, we Joe, Joe. No, also Sam, Sam, uh, Sam Doerr. Sam Doerr as well as the, the president. Yeah. yeah, He's the president over with FC Tulsa after yes. his spell in the NHL. Um, joined them about a year ago. And, of course, we actually spoke to him last year on the PHNX Rising podcast from the media meetings. Uh, but, yes, Sam Doerr will be there. Blair Gavin will be there. Colin yeah. Fernandez will be there. Oh, yeah. Marcus Epps will be there. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on in that club. There is a lot going on. I mean, it, it's it's kind of interesting, right? Whenever you um, kind of match up with a team with some of these guys who of were of like the rising of old, who don't really have a lot of connection to this current edition of either players or coaching staff. Some that very some that you know have closer ties. It's just a weird one, right? Because mm-hmm. on the one hand, you're like, oh, okay. Well, how do you kind of approach this tactical chess piece and oh who know you know how can you predict what the other people are doing especially that they have so much time within the organization but then you kind of look at this on the face of it phoenix rising more dominant team on better form should win this match is this i don't like this term i'm not going to say it but is this a game where rising could uh be in a trap so to speak a daft phrase. It is a daft I hate phrase. it as a phrase. I hate it too. I hate the idea. People who call it, that's a very American thing to call them these trap games, right? It is, it is, it is. Um, but like it, it's kind of the this this phrasing that comes around with this idea that oh you've you know, it's almost like passing the buck in some ways. Yeah. You know, you're not no no no, you, you lost a poor game if you lose a game like this, right? Don't get me wrong though, Tulsa, they are fighting for their playoff lives right now, okay? They are right there around that playoff line. They are one point ahead of Detroit City, but Detroit have a game in hand over them. So Rising are going into this game knowing that their opposition are desperate. Yes. Desperate Desperate. for a win in this game. That was actually something that when I was speaking to Gabby Torres, of course, again, former FC Tulsa player, now playing with Phoenix Rising. Spoke to him earlier today. He said the key for Rising in this one is going to be matching Tulsa's intensity. Yeah. To him, that's what the key to this game is for them. And I I, I can't disagree with him, right? Again, when you come up, and you're going to see this a lot now, a lot of Rising's games coming up, we have said on this podcast, there is nobody necessarily looking ahead that you fear if you're Phoenix Rising, looking at the remainder of your regular season schedule. There is nobody that you should fear among those remaining games. But the catch with that is that, yes, all of them are middling teams at best, but they've also got a lot to play for because they are in those very precarious spots that either just above or just below the playoff line. There is no Las Vegas lights. There is no Hartford Athletic. There is no Loudoun United left on this fixture list. The teams that Rising are coming up against are going to be those teams that are right around that playoff line. Now, in Tulsa's case, if we want to talk a little bit more in in depth about just them as well and and what they have been doing, obviously we mentioned Blair Gavin, uh, head coach. There we go. I said it correctly that time. um, Over there in Tulsa and the the fact that this is his first year actually as a head coach. Um, Previously, he'd been with Rising. He moved over to Columbus. He spent some time there as an assistant. He came in to Tulsa this season. Now, it's been an interesting one. Obviously, these are projects. They take time. We've seen that with Phoenix. We've seen that with Wangera. It takes time. Projects don't just get built overnight, and especially in a market like Tulsa, that that team isn't necessarily the kind of at least 
in, in its past hasn't been the juggernaut that Rising has been in USL Championship. It can be harder to build that up as a project than it can be to, to try and get things in terms of getting stuff out of a, a team like Phoenix Rising. But it's been interesting to see what he's been building. And actually, I did get the chance to, to speak to Juan Guerra about how he thinks Blair Gavin is doing over in Tulsa. I spoke to him earlier today about that. Let's have a listen. He's done a great job. It's it's not easy to come in, in into this league. It's a very difficult league that keeps getting better year after year. Um, better players keep coming in. Better coaches keep coming in. With Blair being one of them, it's a guy that I mean his 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 awareness, his tactical knowledge, his the way how organized he is. You can see it, and 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 he's brought a lot to the league. It's it's never easy, and you know on, on first years there's a lot of growing pains. And that's what I've seen. I've seen a team that, that sometimes does, does a lot of great things and good things, but also a new team that has to go through through turbulent moments. But there's going to be a very, very difficult game in which, like you said, there's a lot of um, people on the other side that, that was part of this organization in the past. And we're going to have to be focused because I can guarantee you that they're going to be ready to go. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, listen, it's... I keep on going back to, right? And I mean, you, you, you mentioned it, that there's not going to be those Vegases, there's not going to be those Miamis necessarily. There's not going to be those Hartfords, those teams that are just down and out. And I know that even, even you know, I, I get it. Juan's saying all the right things of, hey, it's going to be a tough match. You have to prepare for your opponent. It's just tough. And I can't get over the fact that rising this season has lost games that they should have won convincingly yep. after yep. after. Good stretches of of results back to back, where on that you know follow up match, you know the the nine points in eight days, that last match at home against Las Vegas, that was their first one, that was Vegas's first one of the season. That stretch of hey, what was it? A couple, a good handful of matches unbeaten. You finish off before Miami away, and then you're off for two weeks. You lose that one. I will say the one caveat to those previous matches is even though Rising had had a good string of good results. The performances were very kind of un inconsistent, whereas this time around, their performances has matched the results and both are trending upwards. So that gives me confidence. I just would hate for, for all of the, the good results. I'm not going to say to throw away, but you just can't afford a loss like this against a team that you should be dominating. Yeah, but I, I'll say this, right? And, and Juan kind of alluded to in that as well, right? When, when Blair left this club, Blair left this club with the reputation of someone who really did know what he was doing tactically yeah. um, behind the scenes. So to me, is Tulsa a team you should be beating? Yes. And I don't really want to hear any excuses against the fact that, that Rising should be beating mm -hmm. FC Tulsa. But you have to get this right, because if you don't get this right, Blair Gavin is going to come out with a plan that's going to cause problems for you. Yeah. You have to get this right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, from, from a lot of perspective, I mean, San Antonio found that out on the weekend. Yeah. San Antonio losing to Tulsa. That game played at an outground. It was played at the university. It wasn't played at the usual baseball field that they play at, which, I mean, <laughs> it looks like a baseball field as you would expect it to. Yeah. Um, I will say, fair play to them. The grass is not as dead in the last game that they hosted. That's a very low bar. Um, as it is, it is locked in previous years. It has a little bit of a, a greenish tinge to it that it normally is that nice gold, kind of like their crest, you know? That's, a greenish tinge to it. Yeah, it was green. It was green. 
Uh-huh. I mean, it was green. You were um, me. It was green. The grass was green. As it should be. Yeah, we both know there are baseball stadiums in USL over the years. Yeah, we do. That grass is not being green. No, it ain't. Absolutely not. But I, I, I just... Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, though, from, from the way that they managed to do that against San Antonio. Because when you look at the numbers again, as usual, right, San Antonio have a lot of chances. They have a lot of high XG chances compared to FC Tulsa. But the thing there is, is that Tulsa walk away with the victory in that game. They do a reasonable job there of defending, frustrating San Antonio, stopping them from... And I mean, that's partly on San Antonio as well. They're in a oh, bit yeah. of a funk themselves. They're oh, kind yeah. of going through a weird moment themselves. Um, so it's not as simple as just saying, well... Tulsa got it done. Um, San Antonio also enabled them to get it done, I think, in that game. But still, that's the kind of result that gives you a lot of confidence. A lot of confidence. And I mean, I, I think, right, you're, you're a team like FC Tulsa. You don't really care. I mean, you don't really care how you get the result. If you get a result, there is a difference. Points of points. And there, especially against a team like San Antonio, and, points of points. And that's exactly where I think these two teams are on different trajectories. FC Tulsa... Listen, they're going to take the points where they can get them. I think they're the way that they're structured, the way that their season is gone, they can't really afford to, oh, well, let's put in a masterful performance if we don't get a result, whatever. Like, they will take it however they want. Phoenix Rising has rebuilt their identity from last season to say a result is not good enough if it is not a constructive way of playing, if it's not the way that our fans are going to enjoy. So there is a bit of a different approach here. I mean, you're even taking a look uh, but I, I think some of that, though, has changed in recent weeks. I think we've seen a little bit more of Juan deciding that, yes, he's a performance-oriented coach and wants to see the performance be good. However, there's also an understanding that when you get to this stage in the season, results speak a lot more than performances. Oh, we, performance yeah, building early yes. in a season is important. Performance building early in a season sets you up for success later on. But when you're in the latter half of the season, it doesn't matter. You need the points. No, and, and I don't disagree. But even within that, I still think that they're accomplishing both where they're playing a lot of eye-catching football and they're getting results. I think not wrong. what I'm more so getting at is a lot of the times you would see last season of, you know, I wouldn't say ultimate pragmatism. That's not maybe the right word. But a lot of it's like, okay, even if this is a boring match, we win a 1-0. Or even if we need a draw, we'll win in a low-scoring match. And if we're going to hoof it, we'll hoof it long, go a little bit more route one. That's what you saw last year, whereas this year it is a lot more of fluid football regardless, regard, you know, yes, they're going for the win, but that is how they're doing it. By playing forward-thinking football, by taking some more shots outside the box, by being a bit more direct where they need to. You saw the second goal where Mo Triori plays an absolute dime to Arteaga. When it's on, it's on. And that's what I think we've seen in the transform transformation of this team throughout the season. You kind of contrast that a bit. Two Tulsa's goals against San Antonio. I mean, one coming off a mistake from Jordan Farr, but they were even working the half spaces within there. And then their second goal, really kind of working down that opposite flank. They, listen, it's something where they like to work the half spaces. They like to kind of get in between the center backs. And especially, right, with the news that Darnell King going to be out for a handful of matches, it is going to make it interesting to see what that defensive alignment look lo looks like. And if they're able to take advantage, Tulsa. Yeah, and that's actually a really critical one, and we should speak about that. Of course, Daniel King will be missing uh, probably a couple of games, is how yeah. Juan Guerra described it uh, earlier today. He's been working with the medical staff all week, of course. A disappointing one. He's been in some of the best football that we, the best oh, yeah. form that we've seen oh, yeah. him in in a Phoenix Rising shirt, yes. and to suffer an injury in the way that he did in that last game. 
it is disappointing for him. You don't want to be disrupting that momentum. You don't want to be putting yourselves in a position where he comes back in a few weeks' time and maybe he's not the same Darnell King that we've been watching these past couple of weeks. But it does then mean that guys like Gabby Torres, that guys like Uzo are, are going to be more relied upon. Yeah. Um, it's going to be more important that they are really getting the job done. Um, I'll also say this, and uh, from Phoenix Rising's perspective, they got to watch out on this one, but Renzo Zambrano is currently one yellow card away from a two-game accumulation suspension. He's really racked up those yellow cards all season. <sighs> he is on the brink of uh, the, his 11th, which would make it a two-game suspension. Dear gosh. Um, that's impressive. Death. Taxes. Not necessarily that. Renzo's not Renzo impressive in a good way, but it's impressive. Uh, um, so, uh, more guys I'd really like to kind of just highlight in terms of potential chance creators on the Tulsa side. Look at Milo Josef, who leads them in chances created. 24 year old German, uh, just about gotten out of uh, the college game. He moves to Tulsa and he's uh, been interesting. I mean, it's not always converted into actual goals at the end of it, but there's, there's chances being created there uh someone else that's interesting to me is moses dyer as well a guy who's come down from playing in the canadian league uh he's new zealander though despite that uh he's been a bit profligate in time sometimes in front of goal mm. just not really mm. uh turning them in when he's got a much higher xg than his his goals scored um but he is also creating a good number of chances he's got four assists on the year for tulsa that is joint top along with marcus epps yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially right. I think we talk and I know we're going to talk about this a bit. This, wow, wow. Wow. We're going to talk about this a bit more in the next segment about uh, Phoenix Rising's one two punch and how they're doing. But right in to a lesser extent, Tulsa has a bit of their own. And, you know, no one's really in the league is going to match up to the one two punch statistically that Rising is outputting. But really, Tulsa is able to score. They do have players. Granted, they're in a bit of a tough form, but you saw the guys on display against San Antonio. They're able to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the the interesting about thing about this, right, as well, is just making sure team goes out, has a good performance. I know we probably I don't I can't remember. You have to remind me if we have anything else from Juan or anything like that. But if not, would you like a score prediction? Oh, score prediction. A score prediction. Oh. Chat, give me your score prediction oh. as well, please. Oh. Also, while he's owing, like this video. Thank you. Uh, it's a hor- doesn't work for the people it's listening. It's a horrible medium. Uh, what, what, what did I say, Max? What did I say? It was 2-1. I think you said 2-1 Tulsa. 2-1, no, to Phoenix. Oh, okay. I just want to confirm. Uh, please name the goal scorers. I'm not naming the goal scorers. Why? Don't I'm you- not. It's not naming the goal scorers. This guy's difficult. Uh, I will go 2-1 as well to... Uh, the Phoenix Rising. Seeing Reese 3-1 Phoenix with Trejo, Arteaga, and Carlos Harvey. Interesting. So Reese has Trejo and Arteaga scoring again in the same match. It's almost like a prelude to our second segment. But, okay, I like that 3-1 Rising. We're both saying 2-1. Do you think it's going to be like, I mean, listen, a a one-goal victory there by one goal doesn't necessarily scream a a defined victory, but do you think it's gonna be close throughout? What are you thinking? I don't know. It's I gonna, think it's gonna, it's gonna, gonna be, get it's gonna, it's gonna, gonna get be, a little murky. I think it'll be a, a kind of murky. like rising against Sacramento. They're gonna go two 0 up, and then they're gonna concede a goal. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, see, so Devin all two one rising. He agrees. He agrees. He agrees. Okay, what play? What place are Tulsa 
Fair. Uh, they're in eighth. It's a fair question. They're in eighth. So they are. They are very much fighting. They are very much fighting. Three one. Very much fighting. Bandito's Bluebird. Three one rising. Dano, Manu, and Manu. Epps pulls one back. Then Gabby seals it. I like that. Okay. Sayli. Two nil for rising. Three two for rising from Jet. A lot of confidence Eddie, in here. Trejo and Artiago. Oh wow, wow. Chat's just coming from all over the place. Two two. Albert says for uh, it's a draw there. Okay, okay. Confidence in the chat. Confidence, like confidence, confidence. Feel like Panos might score? I like it. I wouldn't rule it out. I, I would not I rule, rule it out. I would not rule it out. I hear, I hear, Look, I hear seen, he has a nice uh, highlight seen those, We've yeah. seen those moments of of quality from oh, him. Yeah. We've seen those moments of quality where he can just step up. And I mean, there is some of it where you see with just the, the way that he can work out of certain spaces, the way that he will pick out teammates... And when he gets there, I mean, look, the finishing can be hit and miss sometimes, but when it's hit, oh yeah, oh it's good. Oh yeah, oh, it's, I mean, Vegas is a perfect example. Just a rocket that he let off in that game to good. ultimately win that game. A guy like Panos, I do think that he he's really someone who can contribute to this team. Yeah. Now in this final stretch, and I'd hope that he is going to do so. I mean, but even just beyond that, again, this is a guy who is one of the top chance creators in the entire league, despite changing teams halfway through the season. So, yeah, yeah tells you what you need to know about Panos. Yeah, pretty, I'm pretty solid chance creator, but I don't know if you know this, you don't have to create your own chance with Circle K. Circle K is going to create that chance for you. I'm talking multiple darn chances. I'm talking about what, what inner circle type level chances because when you sign up with the circle k app it's for free you download their inner circle program and you know it's all again all free download circle k app opt in to their inner circle program all free you're gonna get five that's one two three four five he can count. first five phillips 25 cents off a gallon i hit that bad boy today it was awesome 25 cents off a gallon Freaking nothing. I was literally motoring in with my tank beyond empty. I almost had to push that thing. I don't think it was beyond empty, Max. No, you weren't there. Well, I don't think that's possible to trust exceed. me. Trust me. You see my Toyota Camry? That thing, it was beyond empty. But don't worry. It drank up. It got fueled up through Circle K. It was a thirsty boy, but no longer because I filled it up. And I guess what? I was a thirsty boy, too. I went inside, got a free Polar Pop. Good time. Also, part of the Inner Circle program, you get five free Polar Pops. When you sign up, car filled up, me filled up, feeling fantastic. You know, got some snacks while I'm there too. You guys already know, you know, Tulsa, they got Circle K's, man. They all got the Circle K's. Check them out now. Download Circle K app. Get the Inner Circle program. Save. Get free stuff. It's fantastic. Shout out Circle Freaking K. You know, you can also enjoy some Four Peaks, right? I'm surprised you don't have any beer in front of you. Yeah, well, I didn't today. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we do we do like partaking in Four Peaks, right? You got the hops, the kilts, the wells. Yeah, we got to have a, the hazies, a day off every so often. Yeah, responsible. You yeah, know? I mean, I'm the, resp yeah. I'm the responsible one. Very responsible. Podcast. I'm very, very responsible. Podcast, I'm also yeah. older than you, me as a more mature, and I am 21 years older to enjoy responsibly. Yeah, but we are both, yeah. We are both, but I'm even more so because I'm older. But uh, yeah, Four Peaks, it's a fantastic time. As you guys know, always have something amazing going on. They have the pumpkin porter. It is that holiday season. The old uh, the old fall is upon us. Autumn, if you will. Do you, is there a difference between fall and autumn? No. Why do they Why do they call one fall and one autumn? Well, because Americans use different words for things. Often. What do you guys say? Autumn. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's just a season. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, that's just the. Why season. Why would we call it fall? 
Anyway, Four Peaks for a great freaking time. Check them out on Instagram at Four Peaks Pub and at Four Peaks Brew to always catch up on the fun stuff they're doing. This man is now Googling what is the difference between fall and autumn. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good freaking time. Again, check out Four Peaks, delicious beer, all that stuff. Uh, Producer Emma, you want to say something? Yeah, the difference between fall and autumn, there's literally no difference. Autumn's just considered a more formal name for the season. They're interchangeably... Huh? They're interchangeably words, so you can, like... Again, it's just the fact that in America, people normally say fall, whereas in other places, people often say autumn. It's it's describing the exact same thing. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like saying, like, uh, the elevator out there or calling it a lift. Well, no, I understand. It's that. like, it's the same. It's just different words for the same thing. I guess it's, all I'm saying, I guess it's weird because you don't have another word for spring. You don't have another word for winter. You don't have another word for summer. And yet we have two for fall or autumn. Someone explain that to me. Guess who's not falling, though, rather than rising up the golden boot charts. It is both Danny Trejo and Manuel Arteaga. They are absolutely crushing it. Listen, these guys have been kind of one, two within Max, why, why? within the greater confines of Phoenix Rising throughout the entire this, season. This is a good thing. Why, why did you introduce it like that? Through, it was fantastic. Throughout the entire season, they've been one, two within Rising's own team golden boot. And yet now they are solidified for the moment one two within the league right danny trejo leading the league with 15 goals Manuel Arteaga with 14 goals here's the crazy thing too you look at like just how the goals are scored Manuel Arteaga only one penalty goal and again keep in mind he, he's missed some danny trejo zero penalty goal scored he's True. missed some as well yep. and here's the other thing both of these guys whether through injury in danny trejo's case or suspension in Arteaga's case they have missed games. They have yeah, they missed have. games, and they are still one-two punch. Like we've said before, oh, they, they have scored. Both of them each have scored in the last three matches. Within the uh, within those matches, it's crazy. These guys are just at a rate, and I mean, we're kind of getting to the point of the season where it's like, can they realistically challenge each other by the time of season's end? Can we maybe get a draw? What's this going to look like? Well, it won't be a, a draw. I know. I'm truly, saying, of course, I, I'm there sorry, are tiebreakers in place. Let me um, have this. You know what I mean. You know what I mean? It sounded like El Paso in their first season in the league. We're tied for first. Don't you dare no, compare no, me to El Paso. How dare oh, you? Oh, he didn't like that comparison. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think that those two, either of those two players could oh, yeah. go on and ultimately take the golden boot. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see because they, they, they don't seem to want to give up any pace to each other at the moment. It's freaking yeah. fantastic. Every time that Manu scores... Danny scored three games in a row. Yes. We had a Manu goal and a Danny goal. Also, not just not just that the fact that they're both scoring, it's almost like they're trying to outdo each other with the caliber of goals. Arteaga's uh, like, oh, I got a bicycle kick. And Danny Trejo's like, nah, here's a top bins from 35 yards out. Like, they're scoring incredibly. It's just absurd. Back-to-back absurd. goals of the week in USL Championship. First one, Manuel Arteaga, second one. Danny Trejo. And Danny Trejo is now nominated for the USL uh, Championship Player of the Month. Player of the Month, Player of the Month. We will, of course, have to hold discount Jake to it that he will be voting correctly do, in buddy. that poll. And uh, because Arteaga already won in, was it June? June? Mm-hmm. June, yes. Yes, it's, uh, you know, it's cool. It, it's something where <sighs> you love to see two guys scoring this many goals. And I'm not going to phrase this like this is a bad thing. But... As we get into crunch time, 
Do you think this is something sustainable, even on a per match basis, especially we get into the heat of se- the stretch of the season in the playoffs? Do you like to keep on seeing these guys scoring it onto their clip, which we do? But do you also want to see some other guys getting involved in the score sheet? Um, I don't know. I feel as though just get. Um, I mean, if those two can keep up the pace that they're currently on, it will open up opportunities for other players. You can't expect right teams to mark Danny Trejo and Manuel Arteaga out the game. And at the same time, for space to not open up for people like a Panos, like a Fede, uh, multiple other players, Eddie Manjoma, um, there's all these different guys who could be getting goals and broadly aren't. Yeah. Um, or not as frequently as the, the top scorers on the team. And if you try and mark those two out of the game, you're going to open up space for them. We've seen it at this club. We've seen it happen. Why do you think that all the... Yeah, Solo had talented players around him. He did. But teams were so worried about Solo at times that it opened up that space for the other players around him to find themselves doing better than they did. That's oh, yeah. why guys like like Santi Mar had a great season when Solo was, oh, yeah. was here. And then when oh, yeah. Solo leaves, Santi starts to drop off a little bit. There's an impact there as, on that. Um... I think that, look, you need those two to still be just as threatening to defenses because if they can do that, I don't see that as... I don't see it as an either-or in that circumstance. I think that by keeping scoring, they're going to help their teammates get more goals themselves. No, certainly. And it's not... By no means is it a bad thing that they're adding to their, their tally. Like, I completely agree. I think it definitely adds to it more. And I think the issue would be if teams are able to try to mark one or both of the guys out of a game. And yet, how often have we seen that, especially in this last week? And it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. It doesn't work. But especially it doesn't work when you score in the first minute or so. And 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 that's, I think, the other thing, too, is like we have seen, right, and I know we've talked about it, Link. It feels like a lifetime ago. We have talked about earlier in the season, Arteaga, focal point of the number nine position, be incredibly unclinical. And look how he has has vastly, nine day, turned things around. And Danny Trejo, to his credit, really throughout the entire season has been pretty darn clinical. These guys, they get their chances. And especially based on how Rising has been playing in their buildup, the fact that they have surrounded themselves with very talented wingbacks, that the guys like Panos and even, you know, Fede Varela has caught on a bit in these last couple of matches. You mix in other guys as well in the rotation. They are going to get multiple chances in a match, yet they have shown they don't need a ton. They don't need a ton to make it happen. No, it's... Look, I'm just looking at this team as a whole right now. And again, if you can't shut those two down, mm. I genuinely think this what team is doing? hitting form at the right time. Phoenix Rising is hitting form at the perfect time as you are getting ready for that run in now into the postseason. Okay. They've got another month and a little bit, just a little bit. It's uh, final games on October 14th. It is Thursday, September 7th mm. today. Yeah. Not long to go in the regular season. And then it's playoffs, right? And if this team can get a home playoff game first round, you're not going to want to come to Phoenix. Um, And and even just looking further down the line, I mean, I I don't think there are any teams in this league that are not beatable if Rising play at their best on any given night. Yeah. And we've seen that. We saw that against... They beat Sacramento here, okay? After... Yeah, they, they got absolutely smacked up in Sacramento. And they, and they came that, back right? for vengeance. They came back the next game and won that game in, in Monterey Bay. And then when they play Sacramento next time down here, they, they end up beating them there. San Antonio. San Antonio beat Rising once this season. Drew in San Antonio. Beat them here. But they beat Rising here because Rising played for 80-plus minutes 
with 10 men. And also when... And even then, it took until the very end of that game for San Antonio to actually pull ahead. And even when... Rising led for most of that And even when Rising drew them in San Antonio, they scored first and they were already down to a man for what... Uh, almost a half, right? Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy, man. Like, I think that's the thing. Is like rising to their credit in their last stretch. They've be, they've been winning. They've been getting good results. And when it hasn't come, we typically haven't seen as we had earlier in the season, even towards the middle stretch of the season, a big a long stretch of either back to back, either bad results or bad performances. They have seemed to very much clean up their act in a lot of those different ways. And to your point, you're playing a lot of these teams in the West, right? You're playing these teams in the West two times this year. This second go around, they're making sure they're going, going around on it, right? You talked about San Antonio having a better performance, even though the result was tough, but they're playing down 10 men. Talk about Sacramento. You talk about RGV. You talk about all these results, even Vegas, you talk, which I mean, that's sad to say, but like Vegas was a much better result the second time around. Even the performance took a bit to get going. Like this team is able to kind of vindicate and rectify and learn along the way. And I think to me, what you keep on going after, they're getting right and hot at the correct time, and especially in this stretch run where you do look at their opponents. It's nothing, no world beaters. Got to take care of business, get it done. You're sitting pretty. Speaking of revenge, though, of course, that Orange County game, you'd expect OC have got circled. Uh, I mean, they're, yeah. they're in better form. New yeah. Mexico, of course, also yeah. losing to Phoenix in... Uh, Albuquerque, so. Yeah. 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 He was in the Open Cup, that's fair. That's, yeah. yeah. I know, it's not the same thing. I get it, I get it, I get it. But, hey, you know, it's uh, is what it is. It's, uh, listen, it's going to be intense. It's going to be fast. It's this gonna, is a setup for an ad, isn't gonna it, Max? It's going to be bright. And oh, you know what no. we need? You know what we need if it's going to be bright out? It's our friends. Shady Rays. Have you got your new Shady Rays in? I, I do. You do? He's yeah. got them. After the, uh, the issues he had there with a certain head coach... Who shall remain absolutely named? I, I don't <laughs> listen. Listen again. Shady what is the head coach who was named most attractive coach in Phoenix? Isn't it? He was according he, to whatever the I AI forget, it was something I think. But I mean, I mean, it's like I mean, yeah, you're wrong. But no, it's like Shady Rays hold up pretty darn well against darn near anything. Listen, a lot. I don't know a you lot of sunglasses. I don't, I don't know a lot of gla- I don't know a lot of shades who are going to survive a Juan Guerra dap up and bear hug. It ain't going to happen. But here, you know, here's the thing. Here's the beautiful thing about Shady Rays. They have that protection. They got that protection guaranteed where Juan Guerra daps you up. I'm not saying you broke my glasses. I'm not saying you didn't break my glasses. If that happens, they got you covered with their super duper protection program. That's definitely not what it's called, but that's what I call it. Their super duper protection program. You guys break your Shady Rays or anything like that. You, t- you send them in. They give you a free one back. No questions asked. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange them for a new pair. Return them free within 30 days. Just there's there's no risk. It's a beautiful thing, exclusively for you guys, friends of the pod. Shady Rays giving out the best deal of the season. Once you guys go to shadyrays.com, that's shadyrays.com. Use code. What's the code? Uh, is it PHNX? Of course. When you it's say there it, on the sound it hesitantly. Yeah. How can you not read? It's PHNX. I can see it. Yeah. Use code PHNX for fifty percent off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Get the shades. They're at five stars or better by over two hundred fifty thousand people that's, that's a, a lot, lot of people, of people. that's a mm. lot of freaking people yes have all shady rays are not one proof but they're darn proof at everything else uh gosh eddie back and drinking kilt lifter told the person at circle k that max semi we can drink kilt lifter when you're at valley tap room valley tap room 
It's going to be a good time when you go there. You can drink kill lifter. It's a good time. It's you can kill lifter. You can, uh, you know, have a good time. Apparently, people buy you beers there. That guess Mostly who those Max, people are? Yeah. It's me. I did buy beers. I do Ma- buy beers. Then we got Max is buying beers. No, I said I bought beers. Max is buying beers. I said I, I'm actually very surprised. We are what 35 minutes into the show, and it's the first time this has come on. Max is buying I think, beers. I think you're kind of losing your touch. Buddy. No, wait for the moment. Wait for the moment. That's the thing. There was no moment. I literally gave. That you was the moment. moment. Yeah. I gave you the moment. Yeah, I know. Anyway. And I was ready for it. Uh, just like a Danny Trejo, Manuel Arteaga strike. But Valley Tap Room, ready for those moments as well. They got some news coming around the corner again. They're going to be involved. Keep up with their info at Valley Tap Room on Instagram. Shout out my man Donald. Go there. Say what's up. Owen's going to buy you a beer. Add to his tab. Fan freaking tastic. Shout out Valley Tap Room. Mm-hmm. Buddy, shall we, uh, shall we go around the old US of L? Shoot. The US of L? US <laughs> yeah, of L? It's, it's got a ring to it. It's got a ring no. to it. No, yeah. Max. Why? Why would you say confirmed that, no. liked by producer Emma? No, I'm not gonna. I'm. No. I, I think now that it bothers you, I think I'm not gonna refer to it from now on. Got you. <laughs> it's the haircut. Right. So, looking at the games on Saturday. Big game in the East, and it's always a, a big game in the East. And we see Tampa Bay Rowdies <coughs> and Lou City meeting up in St. Pete. Interesting to see what happens there. Detroit City hosting Miami FC. That would be <coughs> big. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. What? <laughs> sorry I'm so sorry for those of you who are listening on audio. That was a tough Someone one. Someone was not going to be expecting that. Uh, that comes out of nowhere. But toes. if you look at some of those games as well, then yeah, in the East, the big one there, Detroit City. Can they make the most of whatever happens in Tulsa when Phoenix Rising taking on Tulsa? Uh, Detroit will be playing Miami. So there's a big game for them to make sure the they're bowl. keeping pace with... All of that. Um, you got Charleston Battery hosting San Diego Loyal. Big one for Phoenix Rising, that one. 4.30 kickoff. If Loyal drop points in that game, which they could well do, oh, yeah. big result for Rising if that can happen. Yes. Meanwhile, Orange County hosting El Paso Locomotive is a night game. Oh, yeah. There's an interesting one as well, I think, among, uh, obviously, San Antonio. They've been struggling a little bit lately. They're going to have to travel to Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs also... Up, down, whatever. Eh. Okay. And uh, Las Vegas Lights hosting Oakland Roots. Mm. Oakland. Oh. They are, uh, okay. again, another team that are right in that mixer, right around that. In the of, mixer. They're putting the mixer there. Right in that spot there, trying to crack the top four. Can they do it? We'll have to wait and see. They'll be playing Las Vegas Lights at Cashman Field on Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Of course, that means you can catch it actually after Rising's game. The late game there, 7.30 p.m. You won't miss any of that game as long as Rising's game doesn't overrun. Nope. But uh, one Sunday game as well coming up. It is uh, 3.30 Arizona time. Kickoff. Birmingham Legion hosting New Mexico United. Oh. Yeah. How do you feel about New Mexico, Max? Don't like him. He doesn't like him. There we go. Max confirmed does not like New Mexico. I don't think I'm alone in that. He doesn't like New Mexico. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure the chat will agree. I'm sure the, I'm sure the chat will agree. Have we spoken about that? Have we spoken about the Oakland thing? Did we do that on Tuesday or no? Oh my gosh. We said we were going to, but we didn't. Please. I don't yes. know we did. Please. We please, need to talk about yes, this. Yes. We talk about the fact that Las Vegas likes oh my hosting. Gosh. Oh. Their promo on Saturday is titled Vegas Loves Oakland Sports Teams. Dude, like, what the the they heck? are actively doing yeah. this. Yes, they are. Yeah, if you if you wear an if you wear an Oakland sports team jersey, 
I forget the deal, but like, what is it? Free tickets? Is it free tickets? Uh, or half off. Half off. Which you is great, because you know what? You can actually get a better deal by just going down, <laughs> I don't know. They like they partner with everyone, right? Okay? To so just be like, I don't know, do anything. Please take a free ticket. Please. Please take a free ticket. That That's that's what they are like, right? They are. Okay? Let's be perfectly clear. They are the please clap of USL championship clubs. Okay? They are desperate to get anyone in there, they and they still can't get a crowd in that ground. I mean, it's... Okay? It's they haven't announced... Hard, they don't man. announce attendances at that stadium. They don't reveal the attendances. Why? Because they're embarrassing. They're embarrassing. Oh, Not only that, yeah. did you know they're also doing the... Uh, they brought the cornhole back. That's happening on uh, Saturday as well. Stop. Yeah, they're doing the cornhole. They're doing the cornhole on the side of the pitch. While the game is ongoing, next to the field, they will have people doing cornhole. You don't want to focus on what's on the pitch? It ain't yeah. there, man! <laughs> yeah, it's Vegas. They're ah. dead. They're dead, man. They're already bottom of the league. They're way out of it. They're practically eliminated already, mathematically. Oh Logically, they were done months ago. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll just be trash and do whatever. I don't... I, at this point, and I could be wrong but it just feels like a disrespect to the game, what Vegas does. Oh, it's always been a disrespect it's always been to the game. It's, it's, they it's have, they like, have been a stain on this league for far too long. And... I don't understand how they get away with it. <laughs> how do they keep... What, is that, what does that mean? How do they keep getting away with it? Is, the, is, is uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad? Is that the one? Yeah. I can't. I can't yeah, yeah. Stalak Reese like confirmed. confirmed. Stalak like Reese like confirmed. confirmed. Okay. But I, I, I will say that I get the feeling that the league is silently waiting for MLS to possibly poach that market yeah, yeah. and uh, bye-bye lights. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll uh, see. And Andrew, we'll see. And seeing Andrew, pathetic promo, period. Uh, Albert, how is Vegas well, still I around mean, look, with this? Look, we, we've spoken about this. There, there are things that they that are like daft and you do whatever you want to do. You dumb llama stuff, go with it. You want to do some of your other nonsense in the stadium that's I I I don't hugely care. I'll I'll talk about how stupid it is, but eh. but like I mean, even taking it the next step up. Remember, do we do we have to kind of wind back to the fact that last season when Rising first went up there, the guy, the in-game host they had, who of course barks random stuff over the game, because yeah, that's that's totally how football's meant to be consumed. Um. Was, was shouting misogynistic jibes at Arturo Rodriguez that were bad enough that Rising called the league in the first half of that game. That the guy in question was told to calm it down. And he still works there and still does that he was, job. He was, there, he was there when we he went. He was there when we were there a couple of weeks ago. <sighs> that club is... Ah. Uh, I... I mean, I did not think that this uh, podcast would divulge into a ripping on Las Vegas lights, but uh, it here, always here does. It always are. does. Yeah. If in doubt, what are Vegas doing? That's fair. What I will. I will say this: it doesn't help a race completely, but if you're not taking some OGs, it's gonna make it a heck of a lot more entertaining, and certainly more entertaining than the football being played at Cashman Field. We want to shout out our friends at OGs. First off, the minis are back. You guys don't want the full on dosage of all that stuff. Check out the minis. It is absolutely fantastic. You can get them in indica or sativa, the fruits or the creams at your local dispensary. But here's the other fun thing is OGs. I, I will give them credit because, you know, A, love them as a partner. B, they're just good people to work with. And C, their social is very fun. They created Twitter accounts for the fruits and the creams. 
So they have the fruits underscore OGs and at the creams underscore OGs. And they're just feuding with each other on Twitter, being like, the fruit's being like, oh, I'm better over here. And the cream's like, nah, man, you suck. I'm better over here. It's actually quite riveting, quite entertaining. This just happened. I am a nerd. I enjoy this stuff. So they're arguing on, on Twitter, they're, like PH and X Rising and DMVR Rapids occasionally argue on Twitter. Yes. Yes. Well, although although that's less of an argument and more so one, uh, one, one beat who shall remain nameless, uh, absolutely going after another, which has no chance of defending itself. Well, There's a little bit more back and forth. Maybe they should try making the playoffs. Oh, geez, can we help you make the playoffs games. just based on the fantastic flavor and the great high that they give you? Check out our friends at OG's Brands at OG's Brands again across all platforms and online at OG'sBrands.com to find them at a local dispensary near you. Yes, Edward OG's follows me. There, very basically follow me. It's a good time. You'll even know. Staley, why is this even argument? Pink lemonade is the best. Yes, they sold through their pink lemonade, the summer edition. It's fantastic. They done, but you always got the other flavors to go to. Other thing that you guys look forward to, again, I know we kind of mentioned at the start of the show, there's another football going on, and this is the true football. But if you guys, you know, you guys like the Cardinals, you guys like watching a lot of sports, you guys, you know, like some money and all that stuff, check out what we are doing for our cardinals away watch parties shout out our friends at BetMGM. we are going to be doing all cardinals away watch parties at BetMGM sportsbook again all away games at BetMGM sportsbook we are going to be doing cardinals home ticket giveaways we're going to be doing raffles we're going to be doing prizes they got food and drink offers it's a darn good time doing our live phns cardinals pregame and postgame shows out there super fun time again first one when is it it's this sunday Eventbrite link is in the show notes. It's completely free. Just have a good time. Enjoy us. I will be out there. Maybe, maybe I'll buy you a beer. I heard a little birdie on the street that if you're wearing PHNX Cardinals gear, that Bo Brock will buy you That a is beer. actually true. I have heard that. Yes, you heard it here. You heard it again. Max will buy you a second. There we go. Actually, Perfect. You know, that's fair. You, you wear a PHNX Cardinals shirt there? You're getting two beers. One from Bo, mm-hmm. one from me. Boom. Mm-hmm. It's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Shout out, friends of Bet MGM, and all those fun events going on. Can we before? I mean, that's uh, yes, yes. Do that, do that, yes. Um, can we before we go though? We need to talk a little bit about Oakland Roots currently looking for investments. I did see that. This is interesting I though. Is that. when you look at the financials though that are tied to that because we don't often get a lot of info on financials for uh, for USL clubs. Uh, Oakland are shedding like ten million dollars a year. I think like, I th- it was yeah. last season was nine point nine million dollars. Yeah, uh, loss. Twenty twenty one was eleven point six million dollars loss, and over the last three months of this season, that team is down. Ooh, what is it? Uh, about four hundred grand a month. I think it's I think it's kind of one of those things where you can write a, the fan first model and fan owned clubs and everything like that is nice in theory, but not always done well in principle, especially when you look at the reason why. To be fair, to be fair though, if they're only down about four hundred grand a month, right? Which maybe that's cherry picking because it's only three months averaged out rather than a full season and some months are going to be worse than others or better than others, but that's actually less of a loss than they've suffered in previous years. So I don't know. Maybe they're turning it around. Maybe. But these clubs can be money pits. So yeah, yeah. that's very, very fair. Well, we've had a, 
I kind of went all over the place again. I did not know we'd be bashing on other clubs, but it's I wasn't what bashing on Oakland Roots then. I'm just talking about the financials. There are other, there are other teams that are doing similarly. It's just that they're not as pretty much open with with yeah, what their financials needs are. To get that stadium situation figured out first. That's, mm-hmm. that's a very fair point. Well, buddy, kind of talked a lot. There is a match on uh, Saturday. Anything you'd like to leave the people with? Uh big game. Yeah, big game. All right, short and sweet, just like the haircut. Sure. Appreciate everyone joining us here on the PH Next Rising podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, as you already know, at PHNX underscore underscore Rising. Yes, double underscore. Double the fun. We're back to being fun. It's back to fun. Okay? Fun. 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 You, They're winning games. Fun. I, I think Emma is like wincing right now. She, uh, yeah. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter, Max David Simpson. You can follow Owen on Twitter at OJ Evans 18. You can follow Emma on Twitter at Emma Ann Clark. You can follow Reese on Twitter at Reese 11 underscore. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He, again, he mistakenly, he didn't even put, know his own mistakenly Twitter put that he had two underscores. He was wrong. wrong. He's, 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 a, he's a kid. He's just a lad. Just a lad. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a fun time. Cat, oh, actually, catch us. Make sure you watch the pregame. On Arizona's Family Sports, as you guys know, we're always doing um, we pre-games, back, 30, we 30 minutes home and away before every kickoff. This is going to be a fun one because... We've got a lot of insights from that season ticket member trip to Vegas. We want to show you, if you don't have a season ticket, we're here to show you what you are missing out on. We're here to show you the fun that you could be having on a bus that the club paid for to take fans up to Vegas. And it was a good time. You should watch that. And also, Owen, listen, Owen's always getting the scoop from like one, you know, the players and all that stuff. I did some interviewing my own. It might be some of the best interviews we've ever had. He interviewed a llama. Don't spoil he it. The llama. Don't spoil it. He spoke Stop to the llama. Don't tell the people. Well, you have to check it out. You got to listen to what the llama had to say. I mean, Arizona. riveting answers. Really thrilling answers. Better than what this guy gives sometimes. Check Dolly it out. Llama. On, check it out on Arizona's Family Sports. Again, uh, 30 minutes before kickoff on Saturday. Again. It's a beautiful game. We're more beautiful. And Ryzen's winning. Let's freaking go. See you guys Saturday.